Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information about Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. And now, here's Cynthia. Well, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me today. And today, we are going to be speaking on what makes a woman feel loved. This is kind of in honor of Mother's Day as well. And the last two shows we spent on what makes a man feel loved. So today, we're going to talk very specifically about what makes a woman feel loved. And I think this is going to be very helpful for you men out there that are listening, because truly, it is not as difficult as it may seem. So I'm going to make it a little bit easier. And hopefully, you'll be able to implement some of it and feel much more successful. And for women that are listening, it's very helpful when you hear some of the way that this is articulated to be able to tell the men in your life what makes you feel loved. So we're going to do a little bit of a recap on just gender differences. And we know that there are things that the men's greatest needs, and we also have a woman's greatest needs. And so if we can understand the needs that they have, that also helps when we are understanding how to cause them to feel the love that we want them to feel. So we remember that the primary need a woman has is security. That is her number one need. And that doesn't necessarily mean that she has to have a ton of money. It doesn't necessarily mean that she has to have a bunch of things. It means that she needs to know that the man that she is with is working hard on securing her world. And so if women aren't with men, if they are independent, if they are single, then they do that for themselves, and they do that very well, and they work very hard at it. So when, when you're thinking about what makes a woman feel loved, the more security that she feels, the more she calms down, the more she relaxes, the less stressed out she is, the happier she will be, the more flexible she will be, and the easier she will be to be around. And you will get much more of her personality, and you'll get a much better version of her. So when we think about security, I always like to explain to men one of the biggest reasons that women need security, and some of this is a a physiological, biological phenomenon, is that we know that even in the 21st century, getting pregnant and delivering a baby is still one of the most dangerous things a woman can do. The amount of changes that happen to her body and the amount of complications that can occur and then how weakened she is after giving birth and she still is nursing that baby then. So for about nine, nine months of, of gestation, we have six months after she's delivered the baby, she still is trying to regroup and re- restore her own system. And so what you understand about biologically and the hardwiring of a woman's brain, she knows that if she gets pregnant and she has a baby, she knows how weak she is when she's doing that process. And so she needs security. And this is part of the, the, the anatomy of women and the need for security in that way. Because if they don't feel that they can take care of that baby, if they're all on their own, that creates them a tremendous amount of insecurity. So even if women don't have children or have never had, had babies, there still is the hardwiring in their brain that they need security because they also know that in, in some ways they are weaker than men, especially physically. 
And so it doesn't mean that we are weaker in terms of value, but it means that the world is a much different place for us to experience than it is for men. So understanding that security is one of the biggest things a woman needs. And you see this because women carry handbags. And in our handbag, we pretty much have everything we could possibly need and what somebody else might need as well. And then we probably have a little one in our desk and we have one in our car. So we have everything that we need everywhere we go. In contrast with men, we see them, they might have a money clip, car keys, and if they're with us, they usually have us hold them for them. So they, men always know that they'll get what they need wherever they are, that they will figure it out. That is not the case with women. So when we look at security and that need, I want you to understand that a lot of what happens with women in their upset might have to do with some security issues, either emotional security, physical security, financial security, social security, not the social security with the government. I'm talking about in their social world. Are they feeling secure in their community? So when you're thinking about what kind of triggers women, a lot of it comes down to security. So another very major need that a woman has is the need to be desired, to, be, to belong, to be wanted. And so we see this that even little girls like to dress up, like to show themselves off, like to be wanted, like to be, um, have this sense of belonging. And little boys experience attachment differently than little girls do. Now, always remember, I'm talking in generalities. None of us are going to fit into all, all of this, and none of us are going to fit into it completely. So another one of the greatest needs that women have is the need for connectedness. And connectedness is all about how in sync they feel with other um, humans, other people, women, men, children, family. And so that need for connection has a lot to do with the hardwiring of their brain because they have more white matter than men do. Men have more gray matter. And the white matter has high connectivity. There's a lot of neural uh, pathways. And so there's, they are constantly scanning for ways to connect with people. So this is one of the reasons their brain picks up facial um, gestures, vocal inflections, body language. They perceive many things that a man's brain is not hardwired uh, in, in any way to pick up. So this need for connectedness has everything to do with when a woman is interacting with a man, and if it's an intimate relationship, it's always going to be very important to her that she's in sync with you, that she's connected to you. So this is why you'll hear these things like, are you okay? Are we okay? Is something wrong? This is them trying to check out what's up because I'm not feeling in sync with you. And so this is why for women, it's very disturbing if that, if that, is, uh, if that, that connection is, is kind of severed or, or if there's a disconnect. And men don't necessarily have as great of a need for connection. They like connection, but they are m- more independently hardwired. And so they don't work as hard many times to be connected, and they might not always notice if they're not necessarily truly connected. So you have to understand that with women. It isn't about being needy. It's about the hardwiring of a woman that she's saying, hey, I don't do as well if I'm disconnected from my primary relationship. When we've talked uh, before about gender differences and, and the way that men are hardwired, they can compartmentalize very well. So if their relationship at home is bad, they get in the car, they're in a whole different compartment, a whole other window, and they go to work. And if, if their job goes well, they really cannot think about what's going on at home. Now, it can flit in and out of their brain every now and then, but they are much better able to compartmentalize that. With women... We're going to have a really hard time if our relationship is really bad, if we left in a bad way that morning trying to do our job. We get very distracted, and we will be thinking about that at the same time we're trying to do our job. 
So this need for connectedness is major. The third one we have here, this is the opportunity to truly be able to give love, receive love, and express love. And so this is one of the reasons that women have this tendency to maybe say to their husbands or sons, you know, have have you called your grandmother? Have you called your mother? Have you called your sister? Because we are the nurturers of relationships. We We are hardwired to keep families together, keep relationships together. And so we have this great need to be expressing love, receiving love, to be impacting the world around us, to be able to... Uh, connect all the people in our life that we love. And so you see women's groups, right? We love all that connection. And so men are always uh, fascinated by the fact that women can talk for hours on the phone. And many times we talk about the same thing over and over again. We just like to connect. And one of the ways that we connect is verbally. That's the biggest way that we connect. That is not the biggest way that men connect. This is why it is difficult for men in many ways. They have to work at it a little bit more because women's greatest way of connecting is verbal. And one of the ways that they are expressing love is by connecting. And so it's always fascinating when, when men say, you know, you were in such a bad space and you talk to your mom or you talk to your sister or you talk to your best friend and nothing changed, but everything changed. And this is because even if I have a really bad situation, if I feel connected with another woman, if I connected with my husband, connected to my family, connected to friends, then the situation is much more manageable. If I have a really difficult situation and I am not connected, it becomes very unmanageable for women. And so another one that we have kind of been talking about in all these different ways is a great need for women is to talk, even if they're introverted. Because part of the way that women are hardwired is to be verbal. And that's part of that white matter in our brain, that high connectivity. We have a lot of activity going on up there in our brain, and we like to express it. So, as I've given you all those, the major needs, I'm going to talk more about how actually you walk that out and how how you make that happen. So, all the things that you do, when I'm talking to men here, all the things you do are creating and establishing security, a sense of belongingness, of being wanted, needed, and desired. The reason that you're wanting to do these things is because this helps a woman be a strong woman versus being an aggressive female. So when I am talking to women about assertiveness, about boundary setting, about finding out and figuring out how to get their needs met, one of the things that we work on is being a strong woman, not an aggressive female, because aggressive females never really succeed well. They may succeed financially, but they're not going to succeed emotionally, relationally, socially. So when we're talking about how to help the woman in your life be that strong woman, versus her needing to be aggressive because she's somehow not getting her needs met or she's not being heard or she's not feeling secure, she's not feeling wanted, she's not feeling like she belongs, she doesn't feel that she's desired by you, that's when you're going to get more aggression or more passivity. So she's either going to shut down or she might get aggressive. And so one of the things that we're going to talk about later on in the show are all these very specific ways that we can do these things to calm down the system within a woman. Because we know when women start to get upset, they are much more difficult to deal with. They're not as fun to be around. They're not as attractive. And it gets very, very scary many times for men. Because when a woman is upset, they're never sure which direction it's really going to go. They're never really sure how they're going to fix it. They feel like everything that they try to do, 
that's not working. I try to do this. That's not working. I'll try this. That's not working. I'm getting myself in more trouble. Maybe I just better stop. And so if I stop and I don't talk, I'm going to get in trouble for that one too. So part of it is understanding that with men, that's a part of the process. That's a part of them calming down. And you need to just simply hang in there, even though it's very uncomfortable, even though you might feel like you're being attacked, even though it's hitting on your greatest need, which is success, and you're not feeling successful with her. This is why we're going to talk more about how to calm down this whole limbic system in women the same way I talked the last two weeks about calming that down in men. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk about what makes a woman feel loved. Welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And we are talking today about what makes a woman feel loved. And in the previous segment, we talked extensively about the four greatest needs a woman has. And when you are meeting those needs, you're going to get a calmer, happier, more attractive woman. And I don't necessarily mean physically, but maybe because when we, ha- when we are settled down and when we are relaxed and when we are feeling secure and when we feel that we belong and that... Someone desires us and we are feeling connected and wow, that's an amazing feeling for a woman. And you're going to get a really good version out of a woman when those needs are being met. So we're going to talk extensively here about how you actually do that. And so when we talked about this thing that for men, if you can think about in a woman's world, what you're trying to do in her world, because her world is very, very different than your world is that all the things that you are doing for her, you want to be creating, establishing security. You're you're giving her a sense of belongingness, of being wanted, being desired, being needed. You're giving her this person that she can connect to, which is you. You're helping her to connect with the other women or friends or family or coworkers in her life because this always causes her, her world to be more positive. Because this is helping her to be a strong woman versus an aggressive female. So what I was talking about in the last segment is one of the things that happen when women are not getting those needs met, they're going to either become aggressive or they're going to become passive. So they'll either shut down and do more snotty, snitty, irritable, edgy types of sarcastic responses, rolling their eyes at you, huffing and puffing, walking away, ignoring these types of things, not laughing at your jokes, or they're going to get aggressive. So they're going to be following you around the house. They're going to be yelling at you. They're going to be, you know, ranting, raving, whatever it is that they're doing. Because this is what happens when people don't get their needs met. Now, of course, always remember, I'm speaking in generalities. I'm not talking about um, different types of sociopathy or dysfunction or personality disorders, these types of things. You know, people that have uh, raging addictions, that takes them out of this general scope. All right. So the first thing that you want to think about men is that what God has intended for men to do is, is provide. They give provision. And so when Adam was placed on the planet before Eve even showed up, his job was to take care of the planet, to name all the animals, to take care of all that God had created, to take care of himself, 
and to manage his relationship with God. So when Eve comes on the scene, that's going to be the object of his desire, which is where women get this need to be desired because they are made to be desired. And so he then is providing many things for her other than just property management like he was doing for the planet. And so this idea of providing, this is very important because what we see is that men provide, women give love. So men give provision, women give love. And so what does provision mean? And I want you to think this is a whole different way of looking at provision because usually we only think of it as financial. So provision or providing, this is you're providing an atmosphere where she can feel safe in order to thrive and be all that God has created her to be. That would be her own best version. So the primary way a man provides is financially. However, in today's world, many women make more money than their partners do. And so that doesn't mean that you are not providing or that you don't have to provide or she's providing for herself. Because what you want to think about is when we say providing an atmosphere that she can feel safe in, one of the things that creates safety, obviously, is financial security. But the thing that men can truly do if their wives, girlfriends, whoever they're with, make more money than they do. This does not mean that you abdicate responsibility or that you just say, okay, well, she's got that covered or she doesn't need me in that way. Because the thing that men really, truly need to do is bear the financial burden. It doesn't mean they have to make all the money. It means that they have to care more about the financial security than their wife. They have to take it very seriously. They have to be making sure that she knows that you're on top of it, that you are managing that, that you are thinking for you guys as a family, as a couple. So even if you make less, even if you're the stay-at-home dad and you don't work outside the home, it still is very helpful for her if you carry the burden that you care about the finances. Because you have to understand, men, that you don't have the same need for security. So you don't worry about it. You always know you'll just go make some more money. You'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out somehow. Those statements to women scare them very much because that's not how they feel inside. And the thing that happens with women when it comes to security, it isn't like they felt secure yesterday, so today it's going to bleed over. It has to be established again today. And this can be very frustrating many times for men because they can be saying, I've always provided. I've always been there. Why does she worry about it now? And so part of that is just her constantly needing to secure her world. And that's what makes her feel secure. So it's not the amount of money. It's who bears the burden. So women love to help. So in a woman's world, helping financially is very different than providing for a man. See, once you get that upside down, the relationship is not going to work as well. It wasn't designed by God to be that way. So if I make more than my husband, if my husband makes more than me, it doesn't really make any difference because whatever finances I bring into our, our union is me helping financially. It's not me providing for him because he provides for me. So it's important that you understand that this providing is truly not about the numbers. It's about the spirit of it. It's about who is thinking about it, who is concerned about it, who is carrying that burden. And when you carry burdens for women, they feel very, very loved. This is why men automatically want to carry, you know, heavy objects for them. That's part of carrying burdens. So another way that you provide is an atmosphere that is not emotionally combative. And so for women, when, if they have learned to be combative, they have to unlearn that. And I have many times in my uh, office where women have adapted to that kind of emotional relating. 
and it's not really the way they're hardwired. Truly, they are not. So one of the ways you get the softer, kinder, beautiful inner beauty of a woman is that you provide an atmosphere that is safe for her to have emotions in. And we're going to talk more about that in, in probably next week about communicating with women, is that, that that emotional atmosphere has to be one of gentleness, kindness, humility, that you care about her. You are thinking about her. You are understanding that she's not a man and you don't want to treat her like a man. So I say to men many times in my office, you know, you're attracted to women. You wanted a woman. You've got a woman. And so men are very nice to women when they're dating them. And then somehow they kind of relax in their own home. Now you're married. And so you have to remember that when you're talking to a woman, a child, domesticated pets, right? There's a different voice that you can use that is going to cause her to feel more emotionally secure and is going to lower her stress level. So a lot of this is providing an atmosphere that is safe. You need to provide this atmosphere where she's able to love and to nurture and support the people that are most important to her without being belittled or minimized in its importance. So you want to be careful that you just go, I can't believe you're on the phone all the time. What are you guys doing in there? That's just stupid. Oh, you just go be with your friends again. You want to say, honey, why don't you go give so-and-so a call? It seems like you, you always feel so much better after you talk to her. So you provide an atmosphere. And so providing a home where things work so that she can care for those that she loves. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, in the next segment because I want men you to un- for you men to understand why having things in her home working relieves so much stress for a woman. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment. Thank you for joining me back here again. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And today, we have been talking about what makes a woman feel loved. And in the last segment, I was talking about the way that God has created men, and he's created men to provide. And so this is part of when Adam was first appeared on the planet, it was his job to take care of the planet, to take care of the animals, the plants, whatever that whole entire process was going to be. So when Eve shows up, She's a part of that creation that he is to tend to and to care for. And so when we were talking about provision, I was saying that, you know, we we have this tendency to think that it's always just financial. And in today's world, we have many women that make uh, more than their husbands make. And so that doesn't mean that that, that men aren't necessarily providing financially. So I always said, even if you're a stay-at-home dad, even if you're a retired man, that, and that your wife makes more money, that has nothing to do with whether or not you provide so you're providing by bearing that financial burden, even if you are not making the, the majority of the money. And so what that means is that a woman is helping financially because you have to remember, men, women were created by God to be a helpmeet. That's what he said Eve was. I've, I've given you a helper. So when you are saying to women, you're helping us financially, that's very different than a woman feeling that she is providing for a man. Because once we get that turned upside down, that changes the whole way the relationship operates. So after that, after this whole providing financially or bearing that burden, we talked about that you also were wanting to create this emotional atmosphere that is safe for her, that is nurturing for her, that causes her to be that more relaxed version of her. Because, you know, when women get stressed, it's like a cat in water. We don't want that version. That is a difficult version for men to deal with. So one of the ways you help that 
is the way the the way that you manage the finan- the emotional atmosphere in your home. So we don't want an atmosphere that is combative, that is sarcastic, that is aggressive, that is belittling, that men that you're you know barely looking at your wife when she's talking to you, that that you are getting annoyed and frustrated because she's having feelings and emotions. And so there are ways to learn how to manage women emotionally so that they do feel safe and you do feel successful with them. So we ended that last segment with providing a home where things work so that she can care for the people that she loves. And see, it's very stressful for women when the things in their house don't work. Men, they work around stuff all the time. You know, they're like, ah, that doesn't work. They'll just jimmy rig it over here or they'll go put a piece of duct tape on this or They'll just find a different way to get what they need. And so for women, it's not that easy. It causes tremendous stress for a woman, even if it seems like a little thing to a man. Because if she's trying to get housework done, if she's trying to get a meal prepared, if she's trying to put together herself uh, to go out with you, and she can't, the light socket doesn't work, or the lights aren't turning on, or she goes to vacuum and the vacuum cleaner doesn't work anymore, and the garage door opener is, you know, we need to put a battery in it. We haven't done that for a while. All these little things, because you have to remember that women are much different when it comes to details, really affect them. See, men, you are hardwired to not be affected. This is what makes you good hunters, warriors, you know, farmers, ranchers, businessmen that just go out and take on the world and take on all the hits. This is why they play football and women don't generally play tackle football. So men are are hardwired to not be as easily affected. And women are meant to be affected. This is why men are attracted to women, because they are reactors, they are responders. And so we respond differently to our world. It affects us. So when your house is breaking down and the things aren't working that she needs to do to be able to do one of her greatest needs, which is love and connection and taking care of and nurturing people, she's going to be very frustrated and she's going to be stressed. And she's not going to be as fun to be around. She's going to maybe be mad at you, or she's going to get more independent. She's going to do it all herself, which means that she's not going to need you, which is not a good thing in a marriage. So absolutely providing a home where things work. And then we also, another way that men provide for women is that he provides an atmosphere that honors her workspace. Just like you want your garage honored, well, her home. And she works in her home because This is what women do. Even if they don't have children, they still work in their home. They like to set it up so it looks nice. They like to have things in a certain place. They like to have things maybe organized in a certain way. They like to have maybe particular colors in in one particular room. And so they might want to say, could we please not hang that on the wall? It's kind of messing up the whole, like, all the other pictures. It doesn't, they don't all flow together. Or when you're picking towels or pillows, it's hard for you to understand why the color of pillows might be very important to her. But see, this is her workspace. So this causes her internal world to feel better when her external world, her home, is working. And so you want to really honor that space because that's a lot of where she gets her security from is from her home. See, when women and men break up, if, if men get kicked out of their house, they rarely go create a new home for themselves. They don't like it. It's very hard for them to do it. They might live in their car. They might even live in their office. If they do get an apartment, they're not going to furnish it. But women, we create a home wherever we go. So thank you for listening today. We have one more segment. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia.
Welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And today we are talking about what makes a woman feel loved. And the first part of the show, we talked a lot about a woman's greatest needs and how meeting those needs causes her to feel so very, very loved. And so we're now talking about some specific ways to meet those needs. And of course, we were talking about provision because one of a woman's greatest needs is provision. And that's being provided for. And so we talked about all the other ways other than just financially that you provide for a woman. And so this is how God has hardwired men. He's hardwired them to take care of things. So one of the ways that that you provide in her home is you take care of things in the home so that the things in the home are working so that she can do what she needs to do in that space. That you provide for her an, an emotional atmosphere that is kind, that is less stressful, that is supportive, that is encouraging. And so that's part of how you provide for that woman that you love. Because what happens when women feel that deep sense of security, and then they feel connected, and then they feel like they're wanted and they belong, and then they're able to express love, it doesn't get any better than that for a woman. And so you're going to get a really good version of a woman when those things are happening. Versus, like, like what we like to say, a cat in water, Right. That's when none of those things are working and you've got a really upset, really stressed out, really mad, and really hurt woman. And that is not going to be a good version. So the second way that causes women to feel loved, understanding, remember we talked about her need for connection and how feeling connected to you, connected to others in her world, causes her to feel very secure and very loved. So one of the things that men will really help And this is tough because I know that women's emotions are uncomfortable, to say the least. But when a man isn't derailed by a woman's feelings or moods, and this is hard because one of the things that happens, and we've talked in the other show about the limbic system, when we talked about gender and communication with gender, and and, and a man's greatest need is respect. And so the way a woman presents her feelings, the way she's having them, or if she's having negative feelings about you, you have to be very careful because it's going to cause you to be in the limbic system, which is that the sympathetic nervous system, which is used for fight or flight or freeze. This is like a trauma response. And so you have to be very careful that you relax your body, that you breathe, that you realize she's not against me. She's not the enemy. She's not trying to hurt me. She's not trying to attack me. She's having a negative feeling. And a negative feeling does not have to be dangerous. It can feel like it is because many times men we know When a woman starts having a bad feeling, you're not really sure where it's going to go and what's going to really happen and if you're going to have success at all. So men have a tendency to really brace themselves when there's going to have to be an emotional interaction. So what does this mean by this whole idea that he isn't derailed by my feelings or my moods? Well, this is what I want you to understand. Women have feelings and thoughts all the time. So just know that the women in your life, they are thinking all the time on multiple levels in all kinds of different windows, all kinds of different compartments, all the time they are thinking. And all the time they are feeling. They're always having multiple feelings going on about different things all the time. And so something's always popping up, either from within or from an external trigger. And so it's difficult for us to just let it go. It's difficult to determine the level of importance because feelings are about a lot about how women are made. This does not mean that men aren't highly emotional. They are. Men have very deep feelings, very intense feelings, and they also get their their feelings hurt just as easily as women. But they are not necessarily having a feeling all the time, and they are not necessarily having feelings all the time about something or the thoughts that they're thinking. 
So they kind of sometimes get vacations from feelings that women really don't. So it's important to understand that they are hardwired to be affected by their world. Because like we said earlier, this is one of the things that, that men love about women is that they are responders. They're reactionary. This is why men like to tease women. They get a response out of them. Men like to get people to respond. And so this is part of the way that a woman is hardwired. So you want to honor that and realize, well, it can be a blessing, but it can be a curse as well. So I like the fact that she responds, that she reacts to me. So I have to work on making sure that I help her not be stirred up to the point that now the reaction is very negative. And so it doesn't mean that that necessarily stopping her from having the feeling is going to work because I know you've probably tried that several times. And I say to men often, the best way to help women with a feeling is to validate it and to care about her feelings. This calms women down very quickly if they're willing to calm down. Now that, and if they're not, that's a different issue. But one of the things that causes women to continue to have that negative feeling, it men, is if you are fighting with them about the feeling, if you're resisting it because you don't want them to have it. So you keep thinking, maybe she's just not going to have this feeling. And she's having the feeling. Once the feeling started, it's going. So it's very important that you understand a feeling is very similar to a bell curve. And truly, they've done studies about this. A feeling in its pure state, if it doesn't have any more um, stimulation, doesn't usually last longer than 20 minutes. This is why when people are grieving, they're raging, there's always an ebb and a flow. So it has a beginning bell curve where it reaches a crescendo and then it tapers off. So what I want you to think about men is in that bell curve, when you see her escalating, when you see that emotion is beginning to be evoked and she's beginning to talk about it and you're seeing it working itself up and you're seeing the emotionality and hearing it in her voice and you're thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? This is not good. I don't know where this is going. What you want to say to yourself is, first of all, I need to relax. I just need to relax. Even if it's about me, we can talk through this. So I need to relax. I need to validate. You're very upset. This was really bad. You really, are, you really did not like this. You're really having a hard time. You're, you're very upset with me. Might be even what's happening. So the more you validate it, the sooner it is going to de-escalate. And for men, it's very difficult for them because they think if they validate the feeling, it's going to get worse. And actually what happens is that causes women to feel understood, which right there you have a connection. Once she feels connected to you, she feels better. And so part of it is it's hard and it's frustrating and it's maddening. But the, the, more, the sooner you learn how to manage that, the better it becomes and the more um, skilled you become at it. So on the other side of that bell curve, while it's starting to de-escalate, that's when you might want to do some problem solving with her. But if you try to problem solve with her in the beginning of the feeling, you're going to cause a whole new escalation of another feeling. And so this is why you're going to have the two to three hour argument versus the 20 minutes. So it's important to realize that part of not taking her feelings personally is very big because that can cause more complication. And this is what's hard for men because it's very difficult for you if you are triggered in that limbic system to not think it's very personal against me, about me. And so even if some of it is about you, it doesn't mean that it's because you're bad or that you're not a good man. And so one of the most difficult things for women to understand is that when someone has a negative feeling about them, it starts, it, it really becomes personal because then they think, wait, I'm not a bad guy. Man, you're acting like I'm just like this big moron or I'm just this, this horrible, terrible lech of a guy. I'm not a bad guy. So they feel like they have to really start defending 
themselves to you about the feeling that they're having, the feeling that you're having, I'm sorry. And so what happens is once you start defending yourself to a woman about her feelings, she's going to have more of them and she's going to get more angry or more hurt, more frustrated. All those things start this whole big spiral. So you want to really say to yourself, even if it's about me that I've done something or missed something or didn't do something right, I know I don't like feeling unsuccessful, but I can be successful with her if I hang in with this, listen, validate, and care about her feelings. So it's important for women that we say to them many times, okay, I'm going to tell you this, and I want you to know I really think you're a good man. I don't have any, I know you love me, and, and this really hurt me. So I don't doubt who you are, and this really hurt me. Or this is what I needed, and I know if you knew that, you would have given it to me. And so that helps men to stay present with us in our feeling. And so for men, it's very important that you think about what, how you handle the home emotionally has a lot to do with how you handle her emotionality and that you aren't derisive or, or demeaning or think, why are you so sensitive? Gosh, man, you just get your feelings hurt so easy. This is ridiculous. What you want to think about is, okay, she's a woman and women are hardwired to be affected. Doesn't mean she's doing all this on purpose. Now, of course, again, I'm talking in generalities. So we certainly have people on each ends of the spectrum, and, and those are usually therapeutic issues that, that I work on in my office. And so they are, but even that, these things I'm teaching you today, I do this in my office every day, and it works very, very well. And so what we want to think about is a man can be a very stabilizing reference point. This is similar to what God provides as, as our leader. He never changes. He's always the same. He doesn't, he's not mean, and he's not affected by us or, or is overly emotional. Now, that doesn't mean he's a, God is an automaton. We know that he's, a, he's very emotional and he's very affected by us. But it means that he is a stabilizing force, that he doesn't go with all of our feelings or he doesn't abandon us while we have feelings. And so it's hard for men to learn how to do that where they are staying the course and they're saying to themselves in their mind, I know we're okay. I know we're going to get through this. I know that this is going to be all right. And I'm going to hang in here and I'm going to make sure that we are okay, because that's my job as a man. I make sure my family is okay. So my wife is not okay, and I need to make sure that I hang in here and that I know that we're going to be okay, and I'm going to stay here until it's okay. So again, if you have a woman that is more invested in emotionality and doesn't really want to resolve things and has a bad habit of of doing some disconnect, connect, disconnect, connect, this type of stuff, that's a, that's a different issue. So we're talking in general. And so men, this is highly effective with women. And it gives you a sense of your own power and your own leadership abilities that you really are allowed to lead in your home in this way. Because we know that Jesus, is a, he's a servant leader. So he comes alongside, lays his life down for the church. He wants her to be okay. He wants to make sure that she's the best version of herself. And that's the, that's the heart of Christ. Well, that's what God has called men to do. And so it's imperative that you realize, I've got an emotional being in front of me that is hardwired differently than I am, feels feelings differently, connects a lot of feelings together, has multiple levels of feelings going on at one time. That's a lot to manage. And you know what? She probably does a really good job the majority of the time. So when she's not managing well, that's when you really want to step up and say, okay, she's having a hard time. She's having a hard day. Things are going a little wonky on us right now. And I need to stabilize this by me being okay, not taking it personally, staying the course, praying in the midst of it in my mind, asking God to help me know what to do, 
and realizing that part of the process for women is being able to verbalize it. So you're going to feel like you're saying things over and over again. You're going to feel like, I already tried doing that. That didn't work. You're going to, you're going to feel like, okay, if I try that, that doesn't work. Well, if I try this, it doesn't work. What's working is that you're trying. That's what's working. And so I want to really encourage you that you don't need the success in every moment of the, of the discourse. It's the fact that you're trying. It's the fact that you care. It's a, the fact that you are engaged and you are connected. Even if it feels disconnected, you're talking and you're listening. And that is one of the greatest ways you can cause a woman to feel loved. So we are going to talk more um, next week. And I'm going to tell you the things that we are going to talk about next week because we're going to finish it next week. So one of the things we're going to talk about when we join again next week is what causes a woman to feel loved when it's sexually. And that is that he's a grown-up about sex. And we're going to talk about what that means for a man to be a grown-up about sex. He does things for me simply to make my life easier and better because he wants to relieve my stress. And we talked a little bit about that one in provision. And so this one we're going to talk about, and I want you to make sure that you rejoin me because I don't want you to, to not understand what I'm saying about this one. This is this kind of man, he buys me things knowing that the biggest part of what he provides for me or buys for me is that I get to brag about it. So it doesn't matter how little, how small, it doesn't make any difference. It's what you do that she loves to brag about who she's married to, who she's with. Another one, he doesn't grow tired of reassuring me that he loves me and that, the th- that things that are going to be okay, that we are going to be okay. Even though he's already told me an hour ago, and to him nothing's changed, and all he's been doing all day is working hard to provide and create a better life for me, he still doesn't get frustrated about reassuring me. He has patience with me when I struggle with my appearance and, and how I feel about myself. And he feels protective of me. So thank you for joining me. We are going to finish this up next week. And always remember that um, I do a lot of public speaking and I love to do retreats. We hope this so contact me at Facebook. Encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate and spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay anytime at KPXQ1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on 1360 KPXQ.